Hello, welcome to Nerd Cannon. I'm Baby. Not really, but could you imagine? Anyway. <laughs> you stole my bit. I'm Paul. I guess. Oh, what were you going to say? <laughs> I'm Baby, clearly. <laughs> clearly you're Baby, not me. Yep. No. <laughs> this is a podcast where two librarians look at pop culture cornerstones from their childhood and decide if they're good enough to be shared with the next generation of nerds. Uh, hey, Baby. <laughs> Do you have a bad synopsis for us? Sure. Uh, Spoiled rich girl convinces her dad to support the arts. I fucking fucking love it. I love it. I tried so hard on this one, and everything I came up with was either that or like really, really hard. Sure. I carried a watermelon. Yep. (laughs) I carried a watermelon was enough. Judges would have accepted that, but your country was great. Um, (laughs) We're talking about Dirty Dancing, motherfuckers! Released on August 12th, 1987. Directed by Emil Ardolino. uh, Written by... That's very close to a Pokemon name, and I'm really proud of myself for not saying the Pokemon name instead. Written by Eleanor Bergstein. uh, Starring Patrick Swayze, Jennifer Grey, Jerry Orbach, and Cynthia Rhodes. The Rotten Tomatoes on this bad boy has a 72% 90% audience score. Yeah, my buy that. Yeah. What was your experience of this film? I don't know if I ever saw this the whole way through. I thought you might say as much. Yeah, but here's the thing. I think I saw pieces of it. I know I saw pieces of it. And I think that there's this ends up in just like the cultural... It's in the zeitgeist. Zeitgeist that you like end up absorbing pieces of it, whether you've seen it or not. At least Mm -hmm. I did. That that's all I got. But I do want to share with you. We're going to take a little pause here, Beth, because you need to go watch my absolute favorite reference to Dirty Dancing that's ever been made. So you're going to go watch the video and we'll come back. Okay, here I go. Oh shit. Oh, of course, Skeletor is Jennifer Grey. Oh, my God. I love it so much. I could absolutely do this whole dance. You could? Oh, my absolutely. God. <laughs> 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 Holy so they're not. They're going to do the lift, though. Well, yeah, he has to jump off the stage. Holy <laughs> shit. Do, do, do the lift. In- incredible. So. Yeah, yeah, we do the fucking lift. So, Beth just that, watched that was Skeletor do the dirty dancing dance at the end. And uh, that's the best one that's ever been made. You can't top that's it. That's incredible. I think there's two dances in this life that I could just do through, all the way through with backup dancers. And that's the thriller dance and the fucking dirty dancing dance. No, no, no. Three. Greatest Showman. Oh. Uh, yes. The end of the Greatest Showman, the From Now On dance, which... Also, I could do the entire thing. I feel very confident. Gotcha. I love that shit. I need you to know that I have a pin, an enamel, very nice enamel pin that has Skeletor on it. And it's a heart shape and it says live, laugh, love. (laughs) (laughs) And that's very good apropos of Uh just that video. But so that's your experience of Dirty Dancing. That's my experience. What's your your experience? Well, as you would suspect, I have a little bit deeper (laughs) of a connection with the film. Uh Uh-huh. So back in the day, uh, my sister's eight years older than me, and my sister was often tasked with babysitting me, and Dirty Dancing came out on VHS the same summer that my sister was made to babysit these two children and me, so three children, every day, like all day while our moms worked for like an entire summer. And my mm-hmm. sister, being a not super into babysitting teenager, wanted to watch the VHS of Dirty Dancing pretty much every day, at least in my recollection. (laughs) And that really left a real impression on me. Mm -hmm. Um, We watched it a million times, is my point. And they... Did you practice the dance while you watched? I'm not going to say we didn't. I'm also going to say that my father and my sister did the lift routinely in the living room. Um, Like, it was a family affair. That shit really left an impression on me. And I have watched it a handful of times in the intervening years, but it's very nostalgically romantic to me. I have always been like a Broadway, like theater kid and, you know, chorus kid and dance kid. Like I was never a great dancer, but 
like I always liked that and I very much wish that I like my <laughs> like want to be part of a flash mob dance in my life. And so I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it deeply. And I was psyched to watch it. And to me, it's a very summery. It's summer camp. You know, they're yeah. at like grown up white privileged people summer camp. And <laughs> yeah. I certainly never had a romantic summer fling as described in this film, but very much so would like to. And so mm. oh, that's mm. my, that's my thought about that. Just apropos again of nothing. And Minna said, you a link to a very beautiful picture of Patrick Swayze wearing a dress because I deeply love Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey in this movie very much. And Patrick Swayze is great. And if you want to read, there's great interviews with him when he did Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, and played a drag queen. And he's great. And he was taken too soon. And I love him. So anyway, uh, I have two trivias in life for you. Yeah, I'm terrified. I am absolutely terrified. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I did my best. Okay. <laughs> so. Like Baby, Jennifer Grey was scared to do the lift and only did it on the day it was shot and never in rehearsals. Though Jane Bruckner, who played Lisa, only gets to hula in the movie, she is a classically trained ballerina. And Grey didn't want Swayze for the movie because they didn't get along on Red Dawn and he had to beg her to be in the film. Oh, wow. Which one of those? Everybody who loves this movie is yelling the answer at you. But (laughs) I think it's the third one. You're wrong. They famously hated each other. Really? Yeah. Okay. So um, I have some more. I have more info on that. So they were in Red Dawn together, and they didn't get along. And I don't know what the nature of their not getting along is, because they're both very sweet and respectful about each other in interviews. Like even like to you know until Patrick Swayze died, and to, like to this day, she'll be very sweet about it. But they didn't get along, and. So, but they have this chemistry, right? So it kind of was rocky. Like they had picked her and then they said they wanted him. And she was like, literally anybody but him. I can't fucking stand this dude. And they, but they did it. They did a screen test and they had this like incredible like chemistry in the dancing like screen test. And so they like decided to like make up and she said she didn't want to do it. And he like begged her and begged her to do it and he was like let me go talk to her and they came out and everybody was like they had obviously been crying they like hugged it out or whatever and like they were going to do the movie together so they started out being okay but then they got pissier and pissier with each other as the movie went on (laughs) and the fucking producer who wrote it and the director made them go watch their screen test together and they were like look at you two you two have something cut the shit and then they like behaved so i love that story but that's so what was made up is the is the sister. <laughs> I have no yeah, idea yeah. about the sister. But that hula song fucking gets me. <laughs> <laughs> fucking gets me. I'm going to sing it for you later. Okay. But anyway, yeah, uh, Jennifer Grey definitely said famously like that she was scared. And she's like, I only did it that day. I never did it again. I never did it before that. Mm-hmm. I was scared. She goes, but you would only ever want. Patrick Swayze to catch you. She goes, there's no one who could have played this part. There was nobody I would have trusted to catch me. She goes, and all these people that I see doing it in videos and stuff, she goes, I don't know how you could do that if it wasn't him catching you. So even though they had this like contemptuous like relationship, they, um, you know, she, she was ultimately, I think, happy that he took, that he took the part that they were in it together. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I have more fun facts. Okay. So... It was based on writer Bergstein's own childhood. She herself was the daughter of a wealthy doctor, and they spent summers at summer camp. And she, you know, was also in some, like, dance competitions and stuff. So she kind of built it around some of her experiences. The I've Had the Time of My Life song was performed by Bill Medley and Jennifer Warrens. It won the Academy Award. It won the Golden Globe and the Grammy. It won everything that year. (laughs) So they insisted on finding actors who could actually dance. They didn't want like a flash dance situation where they had to do like body doubles and stuff. So they had Winona Ryder, Sarah Jessica Parker, Sharon Stone. There was a bunch of women considered. Jennifer Grey showed up and she had to convince them that she could play younger and that she could dance like in like five minutes and she did it. But it's also funny because she doesn't really have to dance that well. Right. As far as the plot requirements go. 
But for Johnny, they were pretty close to casting Billy Zane, but they didn't have chemistry. Their like screen test wasn't that good. And then Val Kilmer and Benicio Del Toro were other contenders. Um, but Patrick Swayze was like a seasoned dancer. He had classically trained with the Joffrey Ballet and other ballet companies. Like he was a trained dancer and an athlete. He'd had a knee injury that I think maybe was from football, but he had in his in his resume like no dancing because he had this injury. But when he read the script, he liked it enough that he wanted to do it. And so he again ended up like begging for the part, blah, blah, blah. He did injure himself. He insisted on doing his own stunts, but he did have a previous knee injury. So during the log scene, he kept falling off the log and he hurt his knee so bad. He had to like get like fluid drained and he was all ouchy. But, but so it's really them dancing and all of the dancing. And I just think it makes it look so much more real, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the part of baby's mother was originally given to an actor named Lynn Lipton. Um, She's briefly visible in the beginning. Um, when the houseman car first pulls up, you see blonde hair, if you really look. But she got sick, and so she couldn't do it. So she's replaced yeah, by Kelly Bishop. And Kelly Bishop, who's Lorelai's mom from Gilmore Girls, she was supposed to be Vivian Pressman. So she gets bumped up to play the mom. And then Mrs. Houseman, you know, is now was formerly Ms. Pressman. And then they get the assistant choreographer, Miranda Garrison, plays the role of Vivian then. <laughs> So in the end, baby says, or the mom says when baby's dancing, she gets that from me. She was in the original cast of A Chorus Line. Like she was a professional dancer. So it's funny that she ended up as the mom. Like she Mm -hmm. got bumped up in like roles. (laughs) So I thought that was a really interesting, like a weekend of filming. They were like, fuck. Yeah. So, okay. So I read some of these two already. Uh, the crew had to make Cynthia Rhodes, um, who is Penny, look worse during the agony scene. She was too beautiful without makeup on. They had to make her look shittier. <laughs> <laughs> She's like a flawless human being. Mm. The weather was a fucking nightmare the entire time they were filming. It was like almost 100 degrees when they started filming in the middle of the summer. So like, it's like 120 degrees under the lights and then everybody's dancing. So everybody's sweating mm-hmm. their dick off. Like, but then the what's that? There's a lot of sweat in the movie. It's very sweaty. Movie. It is, it is <laughs> in the best of ways. But then like production gets extended and it starts to become fall and then they have to spray paint the leaves green. And now all of a sudden it's 40 degrees in October and they're filming the the scene in the water and like it's horrendously cold and their lips are blue and shit. Like, which is why there's no close-ups in that scene because they're like teeth were chattering and shit. (laughs) That sucks. Yep. So those are my fun facts and let's talk about the movie. Okay. I do want to say one thing before we start. I do think this movie has a really good soundtrack. Oh, it's such a good soundtrack. So I do have, I know all these songs. I could sing all these songs because like all through (laughs) my middle school experience of music was I listened to the oldies radio station. So did I. Yes. All those things. I called into the oldies radio station and requested stuff. So that I could record it on on my on my cassette radio tapes, Good, yes, and uh, and be able to listen to totally. it again. So I would hear something, and be like, "Okay, I need to get that." So they press it, so they can record it. So I know all these songs. Um, I think yes. it's a great soundtrack. Before we even start, it's I just want to get that. a really good soundtrack. My sister deadass had the cassette, and we listened to that shit all the fucking time. Yeah, there's some '80s bangers on there, bitch. Fucking Patrick Swayze wrote and recorded. She's like the wind. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My yeah, soundtrack yeah, yeah. that I listened to over and over was the Stand By Me soundtrack. Yes. Oh, my God. That's a perfect soundtrack. Yeah. Every yeah. song on that is yeah, so, that'd be so fun. good. Yeah. We play that. I play that one around the house. My kids can do all those songs. They do like a dance <laughs> to Lollipop. Like, they yeah. – 100%. That's such a good soundtrack, too. This one I like because it has a couple 80s bangers. I love me a good yeah. Eric Carmen yeah, yeah. very much. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So we start with so the stupid does, ass credits. We start with the stupid ass. It's black and white slow dancing with very pink <laughs> font. 
Um, and it's be it's my, so be my, be my little baby. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember these credits at all. <laughs> Cousin Brucie, whatever. But then she tells us it's 1963. Everybody yep. calls her baby. It was pre-JFK. It was before the Beatles, mm-hmm. which us dummies probably needed that historical context. <laughs> and they're going to Kellerman's. And they get there. And the first thing is the sister being pissed off about shoes. And my, yeah. like, I love the back and forth between baby and the dad of being like, oh no, it's a major crime. Like, they're so deadpan and shitty. <laughs> they do not look like none of the no, family. Like, none of this like family looks family. related at no, all. No. Possibly Jennifer Gray could have come from Jerry Orbach, but yeah. only by a thread. Like,. Right. <laughs> This sister is out of left field. Mm-hmm. They don't even don't like each it. other. It's, yeah, 100%. She's super funny, though, to me, that sister. I I think Lisa. she's she's really, she's really, she really showed up for we the parts Francis that she's in. and Lisa. Okay. Francis and Lisa, but we call her baby, which makes a ton of sense. I'm like, is it Barbara? Because I feel like. <laughs> Francis. What a weird ass nickname too. Where did like do they they don't ever explain what that was? She's like they call me baby, and I I wasn't old enough to know why that was stupid. And everybody thinks it's fine. Everybody right. just calls her that. Yeah. No, no. I'm just okay. gonna start insisting people call me some stupid thing and see if I can make it happen. Baby. Fucking Nudry's here. Dennis Nudry's here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you come from? How did he get yep. in this movie? Anyway. I have no idea how he got here. Listen, Beth, uh, some real words of advice at the beginning of this movie. Uh, God wouldn't have given you maracas if he didn't want you to shake. Them. It's so good. That's I definitely have that in quotes. <laughs> Baby <laughs> is terrible at this class, and Lisa fucking loves it. Lisa's mm-hmm. doing the thing. God wouldn't have given you maracas if he didn't want you to shake them. And I live by that. You know, I think that's beautiful. <laughs> Baby goes on a walk and eavesdrops within the first 10 minutes of the movie. She yeah. gives flagrant disregard for rules. The privilege of baby is unparalleled. So yeah. she eavesdrops oh. on Max giving a lecture to the staff. Yeah. and But at, there's random points here where I was like, it can't be time of my lifetime already. There's like little bits of the time of my life. There's the musicals. Movie. There's scenes of it in the whole soundtrack. Yeah. It's a, I think that's amazing. But you're right. The motif of that shows up throughout. Yeah, like while she's walking to the to eavesdrop yes. or whatever. Yeah. So she hears them, and right away we're getting the classist difference between the wait staff are like all prep school boys who are on summer break, but the entertainment staff are shitty poor low lives and we should treat them yeah. accordingly. Yeah. Ew. Also this date the girls, flirt with the girls even if they're dogs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're like at lunch or something and we're introducing people and he says, baby's gonna change the world. And she says, Lisa's gonna decorate it. What a bitch. What a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Holy yeah. shit. And this is entirely their parents' fault. <laughs> but anyway, that Neil is a real boner killer. <laughs> from the minute he shows up, I am dry as the Sahara. Like he is not <laughs> it's not for me. Uh, when Patrick Swayze shows up, he's already like a wise ass with his own rules, bad boy. He's a bad boy. <laughs> Beats to his own drum or whatever the fuck. Yes, immediately. Yeah. She's going to study the ec- economics of underdeveloped countries and go to the Peace Corps. So you would think that she would be into this meal, but she's absolutely not because she's not a bad Nobody's boy. Into no one's into Nobody's Neil. He's the worst. No, he's the worst. Did you ever go to a summer camp like in life? I you did. did like Boy Scout camp, yeah. yeah. Scout camp, over and over again. I went to camp for five minutes when I was like six, and I fucking hated it, and I never did that shit again. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. But this looks fun as balls to me. Like, obviously, oh my God. you know, I, I don't know. It looks fun to me. Anyway, so yeah. we get to watch them dance. They're doing the mambo or whatever. And so it's Johnny and Penny and everyone's annoyed for some reason. They're like, oh, yeah, we hired these super. We 
hired these super sexy, talented dancers to dance, and now we're mad that they're dancing. No, 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 no. First of all, I think it's impressive. They get out and they start dancing, and he bends her like in fucking half. Like she just—they are incredible together. Words. But also, they're supposed to be da- they're hired to dance with the the people who are right. there. So they they're show off for five minutes. Now, fuck you! It's amazing. So <clears throat> no, let me tell you what. Because everybody watching them and baby's just standing there transfixed. She's not the only one. Half of those bitches are like absolutely like yeah. that's definitely selling a lesson. I don't know about the dudes, but like. So, okay, so then they start dancing with everybody else, and then poor baby has to dance with Neil, and she is also dry as the Sahara about it. And they're like, oh, you can help. And she ends up getting sawed in half. Uh-huh. Why and they, they give her a chicken. Why did they give her a chicken? What is what she doing fuck? with that chicken? It's so embarrassing. Like, it's I'm so embarrassed weird. for her. I just remember being that age and having something totally embarrassing just happen to you because you're, like, kind of banal and nice and, like, things just happen. And then all of a sudden you have a chicken and you're like, what? All of a sudden, there's a chicken. So oh for a second time, she 100% goes where she's not supposed to go. She walks directly past the no guest sign, gives it the finger on her way, and walks directly past it. And then she helps what's his face. The old people party. She wants to go to the cool party. Of course, because she's already in love with him. She saw him for two seconds and she's already into it. And same. Um, I want to hang out with those people a hundred percent. So she does that. And then she carries a watermelon. Those are some huge ass watermelons. They don't sell watermelons like that. No, no, those are not, they're not like genetically modified. Right. <laughs> That's now right. they just sell like little round watermelons with no seeds. That was like the old kind of. Correct. Those old watermelons. watermelons. All this, I miss, I kind of miss seeds and watermelons. Like you got to spit the seeds out. It was fun. You, you sit did on get the to spit the seeds out. Spit the seeds out. I don't know. Pog grew up in 1963, everybody. Anyway, they're sexy dancing. And I was like, well, I'm horny. That's where my notes kind of devolve. <laughs> Do you love me? And she's watching them all them. dance. Everyone's so ready. So Swayze's name is Johnny Castle, which is a great name. And yet I forget it. And I wrote the Swayze in my notes the entire time. <laughs> the cousin is so psyched for two and a half minutes because he's like, she's with me. And then he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay. And then <laughs> grabs her. And she goes, I carried a watermelon, which is my favorite. Yep. Yep. It's my favorite thing. I carried a watermelon. I love that line very much. And uh, I think about it every time I get a watermelon from the grocery store. And then he tries to get her to dance. And she is awful. But he's so hot and he's so sweaty. And this is the part where in my notes I wrote, I would literally die. Like, I would have perished. And that's (laughs) what I wrote. I was an awkward teenager who is just as horny for everybody as I am now, but I didn't know what to do about my awkwardness, and I was, like, chubby, and I thought that meant people wouldn't like me, but that's not true, chubby girls. Everybody will still like you. And mm-hmm. I never thought a handsome boy would pay attention to me like that, and if that would have happened to me, if I would have been immediately in love or in lust with somebody and pining over them, and then they came over and danced with me, I would have perished. <laughs> I would have died. <laughs> so watching, and that's why every girl likes this movie, because watching... Baby, live your dream of getting noticed by the guy and then having him actually give a shit about you is, like, fucking ridiculous. <laughs> For some reason, they're trying on wigs the next day. Yeah. Wig show? Like, what the fuck's a wig show? We just, Weren't we just talking about a wig show? We're talking about <laughs> wigs. Like, what is this? They're doing, like, a weird dress-up. I can't explain why that would be a thing. No. Penny I mean, was a racket, evidently. Yep. She's got a suitcase full of wigs, apparently. Yeah, for some reason, her job is to watch these women fake dress up or something. Yep. yep. And then she says, I envy you, and Penny does not have time for this kid. No. Penny's mm-hmm. like, you're stupid. Yeah. Yes, which she is, but that's okay. Yeah. So hey, <laughs> then it's nighttime. What? Did you know? I'm the catch of the county. The catch of the county. If your parents think you would me, they'd be so happy. What's he have that I don't have? Two hotels. Two hotels. 
<laughs> Neil, you're the worst. Somewhere, do you really want to be the catch of the county? Is this wow? In 1963, you never left your county. I guess I don't um, know. There was no social media. You only knew ten guys. That's true, but like, when I don't know, <laughs> I'm like catch of the state. I'd rather be the like. I'd rather be the catch of my town than the catch of the county. Like, <laughs> listen, know. no one's interested in Neil. And he knows it. <laughs> no, no. He's aware. Sometimes, Somebody's going to marry him. In this world, because... you see things you don't want to see. Oof. Yeah. Right. He's such I, think, a I, I don't think anyone's going to marry him. He's going to be the. Uh, he's like a 1963 incel. Um, anyway, poor Lisa. She, she, but then this is the thing. She gets pissed at Robbie because what he's getting handsy in the woods or whatever. But then she definitely decides that she's gonna like, yeah, have sex yeah. with him later. That's a cool thing to do, Lisa. But Neil takes her into the kitchen, and his big his big flirting move is that he can get her some food after hours. Right. Yep, which just like, I mean, I like a snack. Like I'm not saying <laughs> that. Never that. Gonna say that. <laughs> but I love food. This is a legit move, everyone. Just It's a legit move. It's just that he's the worst. He but the if worst. we're like on a little date ski and you're like, don't you need to eat more junk food? I'd be like, let's get married. He just <laughs> happens to suck. <laughs> I have never had a date where I offered somebody more food go wrong. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Anyway. Uh, so whatever. She sees Penny and she does a good job of like getting him out of there and deflecting mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then she goes and gets help because she's certainly not going to deal with it on her own, but she knows that they'll care. And so fucking poor, fucking poor Penny's knocked up and it's Robbie's and he sucks. He's listen, holy goddamn. I definitely did not know there was a fucking fountainhead reference in this movie. Fountainhead reference and a fucking abortion subplot. You had no idea. Shit is happening right now. Uh You should read this great book. And some people don't. Holy, he pulls out fucking the fountainhead. Oh my. He pours water all over him. Yes. Yes. Um, What the fuck? But this is the thing. She does not try hard enough to keep Lisa away from him, but she also knows that Lisa won't listen to her, and that's true. Lisa has to learn her own Lisa lessons. There could have been a whole separate movie from her perspective. I definitely didn't realize how we got to the whole there's some convoluted plot twisting here to make sure that we get to the dancing saves the day. (laughs) Oh, yes. 100%. But like, baby asks for the money for Penny. And Jerry Orbach is like, absolutely. And that shit's like $12,000. It's like a lot of money. Like $250 in 1963 dollars is like a lot of fucking money. And Jerry Overback is like, absolutely, for sure. No questions asked to my princess. Right. And, you know, but she said, if some, you always told me if someone's in trouble, I should try to help. So she does and they're shitty with her oh it takes a lot to ask daddy don't be so mad don't be so mad chip on your shoulder jenny you're so mad <laughs> but then they can't do it because they have to dance yep so yep. that's how that's how dancing saves the day right he's a turd in this moment but he's gonna teach baby how to dance right. and then we get the dance training montage <laughs> this is hungry eyes Hungry eyes. I love I love her on the bridge when she's trying by herself and she keeps mm-hmm. fucking up and she gets so annoyed she looks like a cartoon character. She gets all <laughs> stiff and she like runs into the railing. Like I feel like Jennifer Gray is she comes across as unassuming, but then she really can carry like a scene, you know what I mean? Like, and I felt that way even in Ferris Bueller, like when we talked about her in Ferris Bueller and she's like in the cop shop with like Charlie Sheen and shit, like, but her alone on that bridge trying to do it and she's counting and she's trying so hard and every time she fucks up, she gets so mad. Like, I just think it's really precious. <clears throat> but then we get the heartbeat. <gasps> it's so good. To feel the music. I feel yeah. the music. And then, as part of this, like, montage, holy shit, I just have 800 heart emojis all over my thing here. <laughs> Hungry, yes. It's so good. Um, and then Penny 
<clears throat> so then there's the the baby sandwich with Penny on the one side and the Swayze yeah, yeah, on the yeah. other side. And they're da- and I was like, holy Christ, I can't, I can't handle it. I want to be in that sandwich <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Um, we get lots of shoe close-ups. <clears throat> yeah. Like, and we get an increasingly scanty, scantily yeah. clad baby. She's just wearing, like, tights and undies at some points. And I'm like, it's fucking 1963. I don't feel like... I think they still had to wear clothing as a bathing suit. Like, I don't feel like... <laughs> so we also get the armpit tickle in this yeah. montage. So mm-hmm. that was... That was improv. That was a real thing that happened is that they were not getting along and they were filming all of these different dance moves for different, you know, for the montage. And she keeps laughing and he's legitimately so frustrated and you can see it in his face. And I like always thought that was like such a precious scene. And then I read that like that was like really just a real thing that kept happening and that ended up getting edited out. And then they found it and like put it back in because they thought it like showed more yeah. their like journey together or whatever but so then it's pouring rain and he has locked his keys in the car yep. and he kicks the fuck out he of that post the window in. yeah <laughs> and then we practice on the fallen log and all of this is like yep you can't tell me it's not picturesque and romantic paul is very unmoved <laughs> Sure. I'm yes, that's true. I'm very unmoved. <laughs> well, I, I think I'm moved enough for the both of us, but that's okay. good. Oh my god. Come on, it's so good. So then Baby and Penny are getting ready and they added this scene in like last minute. And the actress who played Penny like begged to get this moment added in and they like wrote it at the last minute and added it in. Where she said, you know, I don't sleep around, I'm scared, blah, blah, blah. But, like, this whole abortion subplot, I think, is so meaningful and is something that's super rarely seen in a movie like this that's, like, considered more like like a cheesy romance or whatever. Like, something that real that absolutely happens to women. They get shitty back alley abortions. They almost die. Like... I think it's really meaningful that it was in this movie. I still find it meaningful to this day, even though it's more widely depicted now. Like, and she is never treated shitty by the by the story, by any of the main cat. Like, she's obviously treated shitty by the guy, and like you know whatever. But like, nobody is is shitty to her. The 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 plot like isn't the writing isn't shitty to her. Do you know what I mean? She's not portrayed in a shitty way. Like. I just really love that. And I think that the addition of this moment is powerful. And I feel like that was a really good impulse on her part as an actress to like suggest it and that they listen to her, I think is really cool. So I thought that was so, great. I think, I mean, to you, I, like, this is part of what I was thinking about this whole movie <laughs> is without knowing much about it, Dirty Dancing was always a movie that was like, like i don't know a puffy that's for girls like right. dancing right. have a crush on on patrick Swayze. like that's the whole thing that this movie is known for but it's actually like watching it there's there's commentary about class and a ton about class and, and roles in society and like all this stuff privilege like, yeah yeah like i, I mean there's a lot more I don't want to jump to the end of my conclusion here, but there's a lot more to this movie. I feel like watching it now than I would For ever sure. have realized. In and it's, like fucking right. 1990s. And like I watched it a hundred times when I was a kid, probably in like the second grade, whatever, third grade. And it, obviously that stuff went over my head and I just knew the dancing and the Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey of it all. Right. And, there's just so much more depth that I definitely didn't understand at that time. We get to the dance. I went to read, sorry. I went to read, like, I was like, after I watched this movie, I was like, I want to see, I want to read like what critics said about this movie. Yeah. And very clear that some of them get it. And some of them don't at all get it. They actually like, 
when they were doing like product placement, not product placement, but like sponsor stuff, like Clearasil was going to advertise and then pulled back because of the abortion subplot. And they said they wouldn't take that part out of the movie. And so they did lose like, you know, it wasn't like a super popular like choice to put that in, but I think it made it more impactful. Mm-hmm. Anyway, right. they get to the dance. Her makeup is terrifying. She's nervous as hell. She chickens yeah. out on the lift, but it goes good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's like all the awkward compliments on the car on the way back. Um, but poor Penny is not doing well, and she makes the right choice to go get an adult because <laughs> no one's acting like an adult. They go get Jerry Orbach and. He saves her, which is great. And then he's kind of a douche. You're not the person I thought you were, baby. (laughs) He's so pissed. There's many times from this moment till the end where I feel like people don't do a good job of explaining themselves or, or saying the thing. Who's responsible for this girl? And he says, I am. And of mm-hmm. course, that would mean that Jerry Orbach thinks that he's the one who knocked her up. Like, of course, right. that's what he would think. Right. There's a, a couple moments where it's very like, just say the fucking thing, which is like mm. a trope that I kind of hate. But um, anyway, she goes to like apologize. And he says, he treats me like I'm nothing because I am nothing. And he's like, here's my chip on my shoulder. Let's talk about it. And because, you know, because he's shirtless so that you could see it. And. Yeah. And it's, and it's so hot and he's so sweaty. Um, and she says, but you're everything. And like, if you have never been like a 16 or 17 year old with a completely unreasonable infatuation with somebody who is inappropriate for you, like, I don't know, this rings very true for me. Um, mostly I'm scared of walking out of here and never feeling like I do when I'm with you, she says. And then they have, um, they have a sexy time and it's very mm-hmm. good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dance with me. Oh, it's so sexy in the song. And he takes the clothes and she's got like an old lady 60s bra on and it's like a whole thing. And then they're at breakfast the next morning. Um, and Dad's like, we're leaving. <laughs> but Lisa's like, oh, but Daddy, my song. Right. Yep. <laughs> Poor Lisa. He literally walks away while Lisa's talking to him. Mm-hmm. She says, what are you going to sing? And she starts, I feel pretty? Or yeah. why did the simple fall? Or I feel pretty? And she him here's the weird thing here and i feel this way now till the end of the movie because he's like i'm not gonna tell your mother i hope to be the kind of mother that would have known all of this like do you know what i mean they don't like they don't like come out and say it they don't show an established relationship between the girls and the mom they really focus on this like dad-daughter relationship that she has with her dad. And obviously Lisa felt left out of that because she wasn't as intellectual for all this time. But now she's getting a little attention because it's clear that he's pissed at baby and whatever, whatever. But like I just hope to be the kind of mom and I know some moms of teenagers in my life who are great moms. My sister's a great mom. Like whose daughters do talk to them and tell them everything. Like I would hate to think that my one daughter is trying to lose her virginity to a total shitbag of a guy my other daughter's having this illicit affair and helping somebody who's having a hard time and feeling guilty about it. Like I would hate to think that my daughters wouldn't talk to me about that and that my husband would somehow know and not tell me. Like mm-hmm. that's a weird vibe for me. Yeah. Because the mom seems pretty chill. She but pretty chill. she's not a developed character like at all. No, she's not. I thought that actually it's basically has like a few lines in this movie. She does say at the end, like she can't, <clears throat> Excuse me. She kind of puts her husband like in his place yeah. at the very movie, she but that's does. like so. It's, but it's uh, minor, and I just i I think that the storytelling is pretty tight, and that they didn't have a lot of extraneous stuff necessarily because they had to make so much time for the sexy dancing, the dirty dancing, if you will. But <laughs> but I think that I would hope I would have liked to see a little bit more of the development of that relationship. I guess. Penny tells him to end the relationship with her, but then they just keep, they keep seeing each other and she decides to ask him about how many women he slept with, which is like a yikes conversation. (laughs) And then struck me about that conversation (laughs) because he's talking about how all these old, older women Mm -hmm. are like throwing their, their keys at him and like, 
want to want to you know get with him to get away from their husband or whatever and he's like these women smell so good they <laughs> like, smell so good so good yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but she but she says i get it you're using them and he said no they're using me like she's still failing to understand the level of privilege and the way that the you're treated if you're poor and like if you're lower class or an immigrant or whatever like and he's really trying to explain it. I think it's very clear for the viewer, though. You know what I mean? Like, so anyway, I mean, Lisa wants to go all the way. And he what? is Johnny is a sex worker at this place. Like he literally, right. the the woman gets her husband to give him money to basically yes. have yes. sex with her. Like that's the the thing that's happening here. Like, so I don't know. Right, and I don't know if that's. I don't think that's happening for the lady dancers quite the same way. We don't see that in this plot. I think that it's, I don't know, somehow considered less skeevy if it's happening to a man, right? Like, but like, I think that would be the societal like impression and especially in the sixties, right? Like he's got to love it. He's a dude. Like, of course he loves it. Um, But he feels terrible about it. But anyway, Lisa wants to go all the way and she tries to tell him, but they don't have a good relationship, those sisters. So then we're we're dancing again. Oh, I like when they're doing the dancing and he's like, you know, this is your space. This is my space. Keep your arms up. The spaghetti. Ar-. Watching somebody who really knows how to dance dance is a totally different thing than like watching people do like made up dances on TikTok. Like yeah. I watch So You Think You Can Dance and I love watching people who actually know how to dance. Like it's really great. Your daughter's dance, right? My daughter's dance. They are five and seven, so this was their first year of dancing. My nieces, who are sixteen and eighteen, have been dancing competitively for like most of their lives, and they are breathtaking to watch. I like watching good dancing very much. You're not taking dance classes. How come what? Why are you not in dance? Oh, I'm actually. I've thought about it. I have some friends who take adult classes, and I totally would. I would love to. I mean, I danced when I did shows. I always did. I had a lot of like body image stuff that I have less of now that would maybe make me dance now. (laughs) I take a Zumba class from time to time. Just, you know. (laughs) Why, you want to go with me? Uh, Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Paul is acutely uncomfortable. (laughs) No, I would love to do that. Um, I totally think I could get Justin to go with me. Anyway, they do the best moment of the whole thing, which is... Oh, Sylvia. Yes, Mickey. <laughs> oh, love a boy. Oh, so good. And if he doesn't answer, oh. This was also just like rehearsal nonsense that ended up in the movie. Oh, okay. But it's so good and it's so sexy and I love that song, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, it's so good. And then fucking Neil shows up. Boner killer of all boner killers. <laughs> annoying. He is the worst, and then he wants to do the pachanga, which I don't know what that is, but I know it's bad. Okay. <laughs> and then he literally, like, in front of him is like, you have to know how to talk to these people. And I'm like, ooh, yep. it's terrible. They're rich um, and they're- Just terrible. And then we get, looks like I picked the wrong sister. It's okay, baby. I went slumming, too. Yeah. She beats the shit out of him, which he yeah. wholeheartedly deserves. Mm-hmm. But then we get Lisa's song. <laughs> okay, poor Lisa, because she probably like was really auditioning for like baby. We're just in What's rehearsal. Where- They're in rehearsal. You can hula if you want. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a little uh, coconut bra and her little mm-hmm. thing and your hallway, oh, oh my god, it's so bad. It's so bad and no one is even like, no one is reacting to any of that that's happening. And she co-wrote that song, which she was not credited for until later, the actress. Very South Pacific. And you uh, could hula if you want to. Oh my god, it's so bad. It's hilarious. So the baby is like panting over fucking <laughs> fucking Johnny at this point. And this is where Vivian tries to buy 
Vivian's husband tries to buy the night. And then Lisa tries to bone Robbie, and he's with Mrs. Pressman. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. And then Mrs. Pressman, the scorned lover, sees baby the next morning. Which, Uh P.S., if you're trying not to get caught, do not be smooching outdoors. (laughs) Inside and then be sneaky. If they didn't yeah. take an extra 10 minutes to smooch at the fucking stairway, then she wouldn't have seen shit. They're in oh, love. She's what do you mean? So They're mad. in love. They smooch everywhere. You ca- also be sneaky. Uh, you're thinking too much. <laughs> They're not thinking like that. Okay. Yeah. Clearly, because they get busted. And Miss mm. Pressman is so mad that she's going to accuse him of stealing like a real twat. Yep. yep. John didn't take it because he was with me. And Daddy's yeah. So mad. Yep. He's so yep. mad. He has to go sit and look at the rain about it. <laughs> Harumph, my daughter's doing the sex. I'm so mad. Yeah. So, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. I will. How, how old are Baby and Lisa supposed to be? Okay. This is not great. She's about to go to college. So you're like, she could be like 19. Mm-hmm. But she's really probably like 17. Yeah. Okay. And Lisa's like two years older than her. But Johnny like is a couple years too old. He's twenty five. Oh, he's too old. He's too old. He's thirty four in real life. Yeah, he's too. He's too <laughs> old. This whole movie, I'm like, nope. He's that's too true. Old. It's yeah. true. But in my head, they were teenagers. Like watching it, okay. I yeah. totally read it as they were like two teenagers. Yeah. Like. Yeah. yeah as an adult i was like oh maybe he's too old for her but here's the thing dad can be super sex positive and one of the things about this movie that's interesting is that like she i mean dad is pissed off but she has a summer sex fling and it's not really like there's there's not really like slut shamey stuff right? right dad's pissed but dad, it's possible dad could be super sex positive and just be like, hey, my daughter's 18 and this dude's You're too old and you knocked like, up this other girl. Yeah. He's fully yeah, convinced like, that he knocked yeah. up Penny. He's not wrong to be uncomfortable with that. Fine. But then they have this, she gives this speech and this speech is like halfway there. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she does mm-hmm. a good job of saying like, you tricked me. You said life was going to be like this, but... Like, she gets about halfway there, I feel like. You know, yeah. she's trying. Yeah. And then the Schumachers definitely, like, were guilty, which she threw yeah. out as, like, a panic yeah. move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, nope, those two old people are stealing everything from everybody. And she's yeah. so pissed about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she's like, the wind. Oh! <laughs> the saxophone. I feel her breath in my face. Her body oh, no. calls to me. Oh, it's so okay. good. Okay. Um, I love it so much. Lisa offers to do her hair and then says, "No, you're prettier your way," which is a sweet moment because mm-hmm. they don't come from the same genetic code. They are two different people. No, no. <laughs> Neil fucking sucks. His song sucks. He sucks. This is very try- summer camp vibes. Like, let's oh sing. yeah, yep. Everybody's singing this, John, yeah. hands and hearts and voices, voices, yep, yep. hearts and hands. Yeah, I know the whole thing. <laughs> he, gets, he goes to give the money to Robbie, and Robbie confesses to the Penny situation. Yep, yep. Because he thinks they're like bros. He's right. like, us rich white men have to stick together. That's uh-huh. slutty Slutterson. What? Yep. What the fuck? Robbie blows he Robbie takes his up. fucking chuck back. He's like, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Good for him. And then nobody puts baby in a corner. Nobody puts baby in a corner. That's a stupid line, but also a great line. It's a stupid line. <laughs> it's stupid. I don't give a shit. I want somebody to say that shit about me tomorrow. Just like in Copenhagen, I want you to say that you would die and it would be smelly. Uh-huh. And nobody puts me in a corner. I'm just saying okay. it's good. It doesn't mean anything at all. It doesn't even. I was like waiting the whole movie. I'm like, I know this line. <laughs> What's the point of this line? It's totally out of left field. It's like a total non sequitur. And like, he didn't want to say it. He didn't want to say it. He's just sitting in the corner. Like what the? Okay. I made a onesie for my kid that said that when they were baby. It's okay. funny. There you go. 
it makes it's but it like it's stupid but it's so good yeah i love how lisa keeps singing daytime nighttime any hour (laughs) i don't know how she rated a spot on the fucking stage but she did that's how i get on stage yeah, and then they do the they do the dance. They do the, they do the dance and the song, and they do the lift, and every all the dance people are so psyched, mm-hmm. and they come up the aisle for her. They do like a oh, thriller dance behind them. Oh, they are. They totally are. They totally are. They all know the dance. They got the moves. They wrote it down. I love this shit so much. She does the fucking lift. She looks fucking like a princess. It's so good. Her dress is so pretty. Which is better though? Is it the lift better, or when he like slow motion jumps off the stage and then does his like pop down? The- Ooh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. That's real good. Um, yeah, and then but she like awkwardly is standing on stage while he's having his moment, and that's the part where I would die inside a little because I'd be like, <laughs> like, I don't know what to do with my body. Yep, yep. But she totally does when she doesn't do the lift in the first time. But mm-hmm. look at how much better she got at the dancing between the she first did. time and the now time. She didn't even practice anymore. Because she felt it. She was feeling it. That, oh, was, the whole, right, right, right. that was the whole thing. He unlocked her, like, you know, rigid. They do upper. a weird thing, though. So it's the time of my life right now. And uh, mm-hmm. they do the weird thing that they do sometimes in movies where, like, this. he starts by putting a record on, like he's going to play this song and they're going to dance But then to. all of a sudden it's actually being played by musicians. The, it's, it's a band playing. By there's the horns. There's a horn like, section. What, what, what the fuck's happening right now? We just like. He says, no, because Tito Alvarez says, right, you guys got the but, sheet music? Right. But like, no, I don't know. At the time of my life, if you don't want to break out into singing that, I don't even know who you are. It's so yeah. good. Oh and my god! It's so good. Okay, one more thing though. I don't understand Johnny and Baby to have their little dance moment. The song's still going. Everybody's super into it. The so dude, into it. What's his nuts? Is like, hey, we got to make this my new resort where we dance like this all the time. And Baby and Johnny are like leaving. They're like walking mm-hmm. out, and they run into her dad, and they have this moment where like. Where he says, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. But he doesn't actually he say it. He doesn't say it. First of all, okay. It's like, first of all, follow through. What's the next line? Okay. You hey, just, I'm, I'm sorry wrong. I was a dick. Uh, right. But then, the, I don't understand. They were like leaving. They were going out the door. They were going to fly they're... away in the car like in Greece. But they're... <laughs> <laughs> But the next scene, they're immediately back in the middle of the dance floor dancing, and then the movie like fades out with them dancing in the middle of the dance floor. They don't actually That's leave; true. they just walk That's out true. and bump into the dad and have a little. No, they then boned it out real quick and came back. The horn section was still playing. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> it's the eighteen-minute rendition of it's a Red long Red. version. If you listen to it in the car with your children, it's a long version. <laughs> it's like the same thing over and over again they just repeat it oh but like then there's the moment where it gets quiet but i i oh it's so good (laughs) back to uh we're back to the credits we're back to uh black and white sexy dancing black and white dancing but now we know these people i feel like i know every single one of those dancers i watched all of them grind on each other (laughs) we're best friends they invite me to dance with them. I carried a watermelon. It's a whole thing. Oh, we've been talking about this for a fucking hour. Is this in your canon, Beth? <laughs> yes, it is. So I already played the sound, been playing the soundtrack all week. Yep. And I showed my daughters the time of my life. You part. ruined the whole movie? Oh, yeah. It was a real spoiler alert that they get together in the end. So, well, because my girls like dancing. Like, they love dancing. They're not together. This is a summer fling. They never talk oh, to yeah. each other. No, that. I literally said to this to Justin while we were watching it. I was like, they don't stay together. But it doesn't no. matter. It doesn't matter. They're incompatible. It doesn't matter. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> Campsite rule. They both are going to leave each other better okay. off than they started. Sure. Everybody's yep. going to have grown for it. And they're going to have had some great sex. And they dance so great. Yeah, It's perfect. Um, anyway, I showed my girls the dance, and when Ruby was doing commentary the whole time, and then when they did the lift part, they just were silent. <gasps> and then I backed it up, and I played it again. Ruby was like, I love it. 
<laughs> Did you do the lift with her? I totally will. Ruby weighs nothing. I can throw that kid in the air. So we'll practice. <laughs> we're going to practice in the pool first. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. As one should. Right. Anyway, my kids are into it. I love it. They're going to fucking love it when they can watch the whole thing. I think it stands up. I think that there is much more depth than it comes off as. Even if it was just a summer fling movie, I would still be proud to like it. But I do think there's a lot more depth to it. There is. And this made me go and donate to Planned Parenthood because it's fucking 30 years later and we're still having the same goddamn fight. And I love how this movie deals with it. And... I just think it has so much going for it still. I really think it holds up. Is it in your canon? No. <laughs> that's okay. I knew that's what you were going to say. It's not. I, I wouldn't like... Listen, this movie was... I own this movie because it was three ninety nine to rent or five ninety nine yes! to buy. No, so it was I, only a dollar more, so we also own it. Dollar more? Yeah, I was like, I might as well just buy it because it'd be stupid to rent it for a day when I can 100%. buy it for a dollar. So I do own it. I, I mean, like, there, I can see a situation where if it comes up and it's like a thing that, yeah, we could watch Dirty Dancing. Am I going to go out of my way to show this or, like, be like, hey, you need to watch this movie for your general life, like, edification and knowledge? No, absolutely not. But I, I wouldn't be opposed to, like, a showing of it, if that makes sure. sense. I'm not a girl who has watched a lot of romancy, romantic comedy movies. I don't like sitcoms and I don't usually like like a straightforward romantic comedy movie. That's not usually the type of movie that I would pick. But there's something about this and I don't know if it's the dancing aspect or just because I was exposed to it at an age where it seemed super duper romantic to me or something. Mm -hmm. But it just hits different to me than some of those other movies that might have kind of a similar vibe. So I love it. it. And I does. think, sorry, I really think that it will hold up even for my kids when they're at an age where I could show them and they would understand like the subplot of what Penny's going through and be able to talk with them about the classism and the whatever, whatever ism about it. You know, I think that I think they'll really like it. But for now, just showing them the dance scenes, they were like, absolutely. So. Yeah. I think they're going to like point in its favor that I think is true is we have watched a lot of stuff. We just got done watching Coneheads, which I yeah. think has zero cultural impact 30 Correct. years later. This one I feel like still does. And you watch like the video of Skeletor and He-Man right. doing the thing. Right. Like that was not that many, probably a depressing number of years ago that I saw that, but um I feel like it wasn't that long ago and right. this is it still has cultural cultural relevance so like there's well, because that. I think that there's a lot of cultural relevance in a story about that first love that kind of changes your life even if that's not really a story that you want necessarily to watch so there was an interview with Patrick Swayze a, a number of years later and he was saying why he thought it endured for so long and he said it's got so much heart to me it's not about the sensuality it's really about people trying to find themselves this young dance instructor feeling like he's nothing but a product and this young girl trying to find out how, how, who she is in a society full of restrictions and she has such an amazing take on things like that's why he thought it endured and I would say that that you know makes sense to me there is more depth there than you would think about a movie about dancing. Having said that, they made a whole ass other one and I didn't watch any of that because it doesn't <laughs> seem to me like it has the depth and I don't want it if it doesn't. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, I loved it and I'm glad I made you watch it, even if it's the only time you ever watch it. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> you should all go watch it. And if anybody wants to practice the dance with me, I'll be in the backyard doing the dance. Um, <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thanks to Joe Costanza for writing our theme song. If you want more nerdy goodness, find us online. We're on all the things. Join our Patreon. We're patreon.com slash nerdcanon. And shit, I'll dance with you if you come over. Um, <laughs> I have no idea what we're doing after this. No. Do you? That seems a long way. Yeah, no. 
we're going to watch all three Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, shit. For the Patreon? And talk about them. You're acting like I don't normally do that. I have yeah. literally watched them within the last two weeks. That's, that's on my wish list that we talked about at the beginning of the year. We got to do that. That's a that has to be a Patreon exclusive though, because they do not fall in our time frame. Time they frame. do not. Maybe fall in Sweet Valley High. Sweet Valley High. Next. Maybe Sweet Valley High. It could be that. Could be that. Or Breakfast Club. Yep. Something good is awaiting you in yep. future Nerd Canon episodes, and uh, I don't know. Thanks, Paul. I had the time of my life. Ha <laughs> ha. Until next time. <laughs> I will carry the watermelons. Oh yeah!